Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Tuesday, the 22nd of February. In breaking news this morning, there's been a major escalation in the Ukraine crisis. Russian President Vladimir Putin has addressed the nation this morning, saying he is recognising separatist regions in Ukraine. The announcement is seen as a major setback for any possible peace talks and could greenlight a move for Russian troops to invade. Ukraine authorities are now holding an urgent security meeting. Here is Vladimir Putin just moments ago. It's Ukraine to us, it's not just a neighbouring country. It's a part and parcel of our own history, culture, our soul, atmosphere and space. It's our comrades. People tied to us with blood ties, family ties. That translation thanks to Sky News UK. And in more breaking news this morning, to the UK and British Prime Minister Boris Johnson has announced he is abolishing all COVID restrictions. Mr Johnson addressed Parliament early this morning saying it's part of the government's plan to live with the virus. Because of the efforts we've made as a country over the past two years, we can now deal with it in a very different way moving from government restrictions to personal responsibility. So we protect ourselves without losing our liberties. Free COVID testing for the general public will also end in April and authorities have also approved a fourth COVID vaccine for those over the age of 75 or with compromised immune systems. Still in the UK and the Queen is expected to continue light duties over the next week after testing positive to COVID-19. The 95-year-old monarch is isolating at Windsor Castle. UK correspondent Lucy MacDonald has told Channel 10 we may not receive any further updates on Her Majesty's health. I don't think they will provide updates unless they really have to. I think they will allow the Queen some privacy and, you know, just time to recover on her own. Um, But we'll just have to see how it plays out and just hope that it is a a mild bout of COVID. The Queen's COVID diagnosis has sparked a new debate in the UK over which members of the royal family are in line to carry out official duties if the Queen is incapacitated. Under current rules, the councillors of state would be Princes Charles, Prince William, Prince Harry and Prince Andrew. Back home now and there'll be more commuter chaos across Australia's biggest city again this morning after yesterday's rail shutdown. Limited services will be running today in some areas across Greater Sydney with passengers advised to avoid taking trains. It comes after a standoff between the New South Wales government and the unions over pay and conditions. Alex Classens from the Rail, Tram and Bus Union has told Channel 10 he is speechless. We are very, very angry and disappointed, like I'm sure a lot of commuters are. This is a whole new low for me. I've seen governments stoop to all sorts of levels. But to actually frustrate us to the point where our members have all showed up for work, they're all being paid. For the government to treat us this way at this point in time is just absolutely like a, I'm speechless. And wild storms have ripped through New South Wales overnight with lightning and hail hitting parts of Sydney and the central coast. A lightning strike sparked a fire destroying a home in Sydney's west and more wild weather is on the way with southeast Queensland bracing for torrential rain in the coming days. 
let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. To Queensland and the state government's integrity crisis has intensified. Despite numerous dismissals from Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk to launch a royal commission into the matter, the state's own integrity commissioner is now calling for one. Our reporter David Shiraz has the details from Brisbane. Good morning, Tash. Yes, an interesting sitting week ahead for Queensland State Parliament with Integrity Commissioner Dr Nikola Stepanov now campaigning for a broader probe into a, quote, multitude of integrity-related issues involving the government and public service. Professor Peter Coldrake is already leading a review, but he's revealed it won't include investigating individual complaints. Stepanov says that won't be enough to get to the heart of the problems. Now, State Opposition Leader David Christofulli has been pushing for a full probe for weeks... He says the Premier has no other choice. Whistleblowers will not come forward to a review. The protection of a royal commission will allow the truth to come out. This is a matter the Premier cannot ignore. And to Victoria, and one of Australia's most wanted criminals has been arrested in far north Queensland. Our reporter Celeste Mitsu has the latest from Melbourne. Graham Jean Potter has been on the run for close to a decade, last fleeing a Melbourne court in 2010. He was facing two charges of conspiracy to murder and has a prior conviction for murder. In 2019, it was reported as an attempt to evade justice. He would disguise himself in a fat suit and wigs. Victorian authorities had a $100,000 reward out for information on his whereabouts. He will face an extradition request later today. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Effie Zahos, editor-at-large at at CanStar. Effie, good morning. Now with ongoing speculation, interest rates will increase and very shortly. Latest data is showing that 70% of homeowners across the country are actually ahead of their mortgage repayments. It sounds like good news. It sure does, and that's comforting to know, Um, especially like only yesterday we saw the Commonwealth Bank again announce uh, increases to its fixed rates on a number of products, anywhere between 0.15 and 0.25%. So what that means is borrowers today, Tasha, are not only battling higher property prices, but they're actually facing significant higher fixed rates than they did four months ago. Now, while this doesn't impact homeowners on variable rates, as you point out, banks are forecasting them to go out and as, uh, go up, sorry, and as early as June. So what can you expect when variable rates go up? Now, typically, if you are in a standard variable rate product you're pay- and you're paying the minimum repayments, they're going to ask you to increase them. And depending on your letter, lender, sorry, they'll give you um, at least about 20 to 37 days prior written notice of this change. Now, customers who are paying more than the minimum, that is, if over the past several years, with all these rate cuts that we've seen, you didn't change your repayments, then chances are you are ahead and you may not get any notice to change your repayments. Instead, the portion of your repayments that going towards interest will be higher than the amount going to the principal. And as you pointed out, Tash, uh, latest data shows that around 70% of customers in the big four are actually ahead of their repayments. CBA, for example, is saying those that are ahead of the repayments are by an average of 38 payments. Now, this is going to buy you some time, but it's just some time. Best to prepare for any hike by not taking any more debt and making sure you're on the best possible rate to start with. And I love this story, Effie. Let pensioners work. There's a great campaign push from the National Seniors Association, and it's just one of 12 recommendations made in its federal budget submission, which was released this morning. 
Yeah, it is really good to, to see this. It is part of their campaign push and they've put it into their budget submission this morning, as you point out. And what they're calling for is that older Aussies um, with limited retirement savings shouldn't be punished because they want to work. Now, to qualify the pension right now, you've got to pass both an asset test and an income test. Now, with this income test, you can actually earn up to $180 of fortnightly income if you're single, but then the pension's reduced by 50 cents for each extra dollar you receive. Sure, you can apply for the work bonus, which means you could earn a further $300 a fortnight, and that won't count towards your Centrelink payment uh, income test. But even, Tash, when you put this $480 extra that you can earn before it's cut out, you're short about eight thousand dollars as to what ASFA says you need for a comfy retirement. So what national seniors are calling for is to exempt employment income from the pension tests. Um, so effectively they won't be slammed with that 50 cents for every dollar um, you know that they lose over that 480 threshold. And right now only 2.9% of Australian pensioners work. That's really low when you compare to say to New Zealand, where about 24.8% of pensioners work. And that's because mainly they're not penalised for working. Um, and all this, of course, could fill the gap of labour shortages and help seniors tackle the cost of living. Great story. Thanks so much, Effie. Thank you. For Sport Now with Brett Thomas and Brett, an Aussie cricket star has found a novel way to prepare for the tour of Pakistan. Yes, good morning, Tash. Manas Labashain, of course, he is a very fastidious uh, competitor and trainer as well, and he's preparing for spin-friendly conditions on the subcontinent, the Tour of Pakistan, our first since 1998. So he's come up with a contraption to help him uh, bat against spin. It's a rubber mat with aluminium and metal sheets taped to it. He says that uh, Steve Smith suggested some tweaks. Originally, I had sort of bigger sheets on there and then I was actually on the phone to Steve and he was like, no, 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 that's no good. He hasn't thought about whether he would patent that, but the three-test tour of Pakistan begins next month and we'll see uh, how that works for him. Absolutely. And expansion is back on the agenda, Brett, in the NRL. And NRL Chief Andrew Abdo has revealed they would like to add an 18th team eventually. He launched Magic Round in Brisbane. One team will miss out next season. That's due to the addition of the Dolphins creating uneven numbers. But he can't say exactly when the league might expand. Yes, 17 teams is a stepping stone to 18 teams. But when and where, um, we still have a lot of work to do on that. And the Bulldogs and Knights played out a 16-all draw in the NRL trial match last night. And now to the AFL, Brett, and it's determined to push ahead as planned with its season regardless of any COVID concerns or setbacks. Yeah, AFL Chief Gillan McLaughlin says that uh, they will continue on with uh, the AFL season, even if we get some positive cases among clubs. He says they will continue to play on and crowds return to full capacity in Victoria this year. We had a thriller in the AFLW uh, last night for the second year in a row. It came down to an after the siren shot a goal. Greta Bodie had that uh, shot again. Unfortunately, though, for the Lions, she fell just short. Similar spot this time around. Similar result. On Fox Sports there, Melbourne holding on for a three-point win. Taylor Harris, the hero, kicking 2-2 and a record equaling seven contested marks, Tash. Thanks so much, Brett. Thank you, Tash. 
And AFL superstar Patrick Dangerfield is being praised as a hero after saving three swimmers off the coast of Victoria. 11-year-old Josephine was caught in a rip. Her mum and a friend attempted to save her but then also got into trouble. The Geelong champion, who was out surfing at the time, raced to rescue the group, keeping them afloat until lifesavers arrived. Patrick downplaying his brave actions. I just think as humans, if you see someone struggling and, and you know, you have a responsibility if you feel you can. Um, so I just think it's what you do. That audio thanks to Channel 7. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda. In your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning, you can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the new listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Listener.